This is the Barology Podcast. My home. With your hosts, Mike and Joey. Mike-a-mess. Joey-a-mess. <laughs> You're just staring at me. <laughs> hey, you took my surprise. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> well, you know. What, what, do you, what can you say when I surprise you like that? Episode 35! Yay! Woohoo! We are on episode 35. We're, we're <laughs> oh, sorry. Wrong button. <laughs> we're trying to do this one. <laughs> Woohoo! Episode 35! Sorry, hit that again. All right, so, Mike, we've got a couple things to talk about here that are coming up. Uh, Saturday, November 13th at 9 a.m., Mary Kay's Flowers and Gifts. She's having her Christmas open house. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's going to have, they're going to be gearing up to uh, get all of your Christmas gifts and needs. So you, all you have to do is check out their Facebook page as they will be adding pictures and stuff uh, as stuff arrives. As stuff arrives there. And then uh, Chamber Chat. So we're going to release this episode a little early, um, as most of you will see. They, we have a guest with us tonight as we're recording early uh, for Chamber Chat set up by the Morrow County Chamber on November 8th. That's Monday morning. And it's at 7.30 at Sames and Cook. And uh, this chamber chat is going to uh, have a local mayor. A local mayor. A local mayor. Yeah. Anybody we know? Yeah, it's Jamie Brucker. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's, uh, so Angela, my wife, is the chamber director, and she's trying to, um, trying to get people in touch with uh, whether it be local government, uh, state government, anybody she can get a hold of, or maybe some business leaders. If, you know, if you have a big business, you know, let little businesses, you know, have a conversation with you, you know, kind of get some information. Um, so Angela is trying to, you know, get people together and, and get them to connect. So that's going to be November 8th at Sames and Cook at 730 in the morning. Um, and then Mar Little Theater, woohoo! Uh, we're having our Christmas in the Village. At Trinity United Methodist Church, November 19th and 20th. It starts at 7 p.m. both nights. Free will donation at the door. Proceeds will go to our microphones. Now, will there be different people on those two nights, or will it be the same program? Same program both nights. Okay. Yep, same program. Seating will be limited as we are in a um, in this, a space downstairs in the church. We're not up in the uh, Trinity Hall. Um, so... Uh, Mar County Chambers Christmas Parade, December 3rd, starts at 5 p.m. uptown here at the square, uh, and the parade starts at 7. There's going to be caroling. Uh, businesses will have uh, some sidewalk sales and all that fun stuff going on. And the Morrow County History Center will be open from 5 to 8 that night. Yeah. So if it's cold, come on in. You can see the parade through the big windows. Uh, again, free will donations are accepted by the uh, Morrow County Historical Society, so keep that in mind, folks. And uh, the Jolly Fat Guy is coming this year. In the yes, parade. I will be here. Oh, oh I wasn't talking oh, the about one you the specifically. Red suit. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, the guy in the red suit. He'll be here again uh, to bring in the Christmas season. Um, so, Mike, we had uh, uh, an election this week. Oh, we certainly did. And um, I am just going to share a couple of the... Uh, couple of things that um, we voted on. I'm not going to share any of the um, individual races, meaning, you know, townships and, and school boards. There's just so many. Um, we're going to finish part two uh, in this episode of the Mara County Hospital. And the Mara County Hospital had their renewal. Levy. Yes, they did. Yes. And it passed with 3,526 votes for and 3,282 votes against. That's kind of close. It is a little close. Um, not sure why it was so close. I have a feeling why, but I, I don't know why exactly it was so close, but it still passed. Um, so we get to keep that asset here in town, uh, in the County. Um, you know, healthcare is, uh, is one thing that you, that everybody needs, right? Most certainly. And keeping it close to home is great. Uh, Morrow County MRDD, it was a repeal and increase. It failed with uh, 3,941 against and 2,875 for. So it was um, 
it failed by more this time, I believe, than what it did the last time it was on the levy. Last time it was really uh, close. This time it was um, further further from uh, passing. So, um, And then the Delaware Morrow mental health uh, levy. Uh, I don't know how this works. Maybe you or our guest here tonight can tell me. Um, it failed in Morrow County, but it passed in Delaware County by more than what it failed in Morrow County. So I'm guessing that it passed. Okay. I'm guessing. I, I don't, don't know, know what sure. that means for Morrow County if we lose the services or yeah, I, how I, that works. Yeah, I don't know. But it failed in Morrow County, but it passed in Delaware County with more than what it passed or failed for in Morrow County. Um, so I'm not sure what that was for. And then, Mike, I know that you've been thinking about running for an elected office. I know you have. I have? Yeah, you have. Okay. Right? Uh, not really. No? No? Are you sure? Come on. Do it. You can do it, Mike. Are you they applauding because I'm not running? No, because you are. You're going to run, right? Well, with the extra okay. belly, I don't know if I want to run much. Well, yeah, you got to be careful. And it's getting time to where, you know, Thanksgiving, we're going to eat a, a bunch too. So. so what are you um, leading up to here, Joey? All right, well, running. if you're interested in running for office in 22, I have a couple deadlines for you. Okay. So if you're running for a partisan position, uh, meaning that you have to declare your party Democrat, Independent, um, Republican. Uh, you have to turn in your um, your uh, oh, what is that called? Petition. Petition. Yes, thank you, Jamie. Your petition to run by February second. Okay. By the end of the day on February second, if you are running for a nonpartisan position, you have until August tenth to file. Oh. So if you're going to run for the one county commissioner seat that's open or the one common please court judge seat that is open or the county auditor position that will be open or on the ballot. I mean, all these are on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, county commissioner seat that's up it will be Tom Wiston's. Uh, common police court judge will be Tom Elkin. And then county auditor, which this was a little interesting. The new, most of these start like January 1 of 23. Right. The auditor one starts in March of 23. Hmm, interesting. So I'm not sure why there's like a two-month delay, uh, but Pat Davies' spot is up, and uh, we know that there's at least one person, um, and they're both Republicans, that will, all of these candidates are Republicans that are incumbents, um, and I know there's at least one other Republican running, so the auditor spot will be there'll be a little a uh, bit of a race there. Oh, sure, okay. um, but I've not heard anything about commissioner seats um, or common pleas judge yet. So, um, but yeah, that's all I've got for that, Mike. For uh, um, the update, what do you got? Anything? That's, okay, uh, uh, I think that the senior citizen. Um, oh, I wrote that down. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Mara County senior citizens renewal. This is uh, one that Mike is very. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't have the sound effects over here, okay? <laughs> I couldn't. Oh, that was terrible. Right. Exactly. So, Morrow County Senior Renewal, it passed with 4,501 votes for, and it failed, uh, I'm sorry, 2,312 against. Um, so I had, actually, there wasn't a space there, and I missed that, so I apologize. But that's what I have. And uh, we did Rocky Horror Picture Show last weekend. Oh, yes. And uh, I was too tired to come in for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, um, it was fun. There were a lot of people there, uh, 29 altogether, I believe. Um, bigger than what it was last year. And uh, I think we're in a rebuilding stage. Um, lots of folks in costume. Nobody in a Frankenfurter costume this time. Um, but definitely... Um, some other costumes it was it was really a good time and there were some people there that i um did not expect to see but i'm glad they came i i hope they had a good time my favorite part of that whole thing i mean i love getting up and dancing the time warp and then you know doing the shouting to you know at the screen mm-hmm. and i think that my, my favorite part is when we get the super soakers out so when they're walking in the rain up to um the castle we take the super soakers and we give everybody a newspaper in their bag and they put the newspaper over their head <laughs> and we squirt the super soakers up. So Ooh. it's raining down on them. Yeah. It's yeah. I think that's probably my favorite part um, of, of what we do in there. So, but uh, 
What do you got? Anything for uh, in your world? I mean, you've got uh, the historical society and um, what else? I mean, you you're in a lot. The radio show. What's going on with the radio show? Anything? Well, every Sunday morning at eight, ninety five point one, you can hear Focus in Mid Ohio, where we talk about different uh, you know uh, organizations, different things going on around Morrow, Delaware, some of the uh, counties around here. So, um, yeah, I've been doing that now for. Almost eight years. The the Focus on Mid-Ohio? Yes. I'm impressed that you remembered the name this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, that was perfectly timed, too. And I didn't even think about doing the rim shot until afterwards. Just have to uh, point that out. But anyway, so, Mike, we have a guest here with us today. We do. Mayor Jamie Brucker. Glad to be back with you guys today. And uh, um, it's a little cold up here because, you know... We're up here in the top of the uh, Historical Society, and uh, it's not um, heated or cooled, but it's quite cool right now, I can tell you that. Um, but it was about 80 degrees earlier when we started doing, when we were doing this podcast, so it's not too bad. I can't complain. So uh, welcome back. This is what your, I don't know, third, fourth time? Third, third time, I believe, yeah. So um, saw a post today on Facebook. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of happening here in the village. That's for sure. Well, so. okay. Well, you're not coming on the show just to you know say that. So I was go ahead and share. Yeah, the terrible jokes that you guys had back and forth. So oh, that's what you came for. That's what I came for. So far, it's uh, not been disappointing. Well, you know, we are funny. <laughs> <laughs> well then, so uh, <laughs> quick update for the village since uh, that's what I am here for. Um, big thing that's going on right now is our dog park is uh, nearing completion, and so the fence is going in this week. I saw the uh, posts up. Yep, so they uh, they got the post up. They're hoping to put some bars up and then start stretching uh, some fence by the end of this week, uh, and hopefully wrap up at the end of or beginning of next week. Be wrapped up with that project. Our village crews will need to come back in, pour the concrete pad for the entryway, and then set the water fountain. That uh, is dog-friendly, so it's got a bowl down low for the dogs and, of course, a spot for the humans up top to drink out of as well. Cool. And so that will be all wrapped up. We'll be uh, dedicating that to uh, the Riggs family, and so they, they are aware of that. So Harry Riggs, the late uh, vet yeah, Harry. In, in town, we're going we're gonna to call it Riggs Memorial Dog Park. He was so, he was so talented. Oh yeah, he just he would sit down at the piano and just yeah. play mm-hmm. without sheet music, and I wish I had half his talent. Oh man, so, I can remember sitting at in the choir loft and just yeah. listening to him play. Oh, it was great. Always with a smile too. Oh yeah, so, um, neat way to honor him and all the work he did with uh, with our furry friends uh, over the years. Um, and then we have uh, a couple of little projects that happened. Um, people had brought to my attention the uh, catch basin down the corner of North Main and Union. And so we were able to cut that curb back, lower the catch basin, so now it's not going to pop tires. And um, and so that's a good example of someone that, that maybe was concerned that I didn't know about that issue, brought it to me, and uh, I worked with the team and we were able to get that corrected fairly quick. Um, we also have over by McDonald's, um, one of the care providers for some folks that live in our community and do a lot of walking, noticed that the buttons weren't working when they were crossing the sidewalk there at McDonald's. And so not only did we fix the buttons so they work properly now, uh, we also installed some concrete pads so that they actually had destinations to walk to and from and not walk in the yard and a um, nice solid surface for them to, to be able to walk across the street. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, uh, again, that was a, a concern from our, our citizens that came to me and a few other council members even uh, heard that one. And uh, we were able to work with our village crews to get that all all squared away. Um, kind of a, a, a geeky uh, thing that I was always interested in. Um, was our traffic lights. Whenever the power went out, uh, we lost all of our traffic lights. And our crews would have to rush in, set up stop signs. Um, usually, if the power's out, it's because there's a pole down or there's an accident. And so we're having to divert our crews to not only set up signs, but also get road barricades. Um, so now, if the power goes out, our lights are on battery backup. And so we don't have to worry about bringing in crews just to set out stop signs. They can focus their attentions on whatever other emergencies are going on in town and not have to worry about the stop signs. It's also a huge safety, you know, concern when, when you approach a stoplight, not everybody treats it as a four-way stop, even right. though they're supposed to. And so people will just blow right through stop uh, stoplights like that when they're when they're out of commission. And uh, we don't have to worry about that. Um, the, only, the only light that's not been 
updated yet is the main square. Unfortunately, it was a different style uh, box that had to house the the components. And so that was on back order. Unfortunately in our society, there's a lot of things on back order mm-hmm. due to shortages here and there. And, uh, and our streetlights kind of, kind of got hit by that as well. But uh, that got completed today. Um, also, uh, our pool. Oh, um, the pool. Yep. The big, the big talk topic of concern, I think around town, um, uh, we stopped by and visited with them and, uh, not only have they ripped out all the old gutter system that was leaking horribly, um, they started to install some of the new gutter system. And so anybody that uh, follows me on social media with Facebook, um, I have a public open account so people can see what's going on, but, um, you can get on there and see kind of some of the progress there and, and they come in in 10 foot sections and they weld them together and uh, then they'll come in and put in the uh, supply tube. Um, so they won't look exactly like that when you go to the pool uh, and it opens, but um, they'll be coming in with that supply tube uh, after they get that set uh, from there. We have a lot of work yet to do on the pool. Unfortunately, all the concrete's going to need to be replaced up on the decking with all the repairs we've had to make. Um, the pool house, all the plumbing was shot when we had our fun run uh, just a few months ago. We turned on the water and all the water just started leaking everywhere. And so mm-hmm. we're going to have to gut the pool house and and have that completely refurbished. But it's it's just kind of that overall facelift of the Parks and Recs area. Uh, try to make some improvements to our um, lighting there. Unfortunately, the the kiddie pool is going to have to go. There was no um, ability to save that. Uh, however, council wants us to look into uh, maybe some splash pad options. I'm not saying it's going to happen when the pool opens. However, that's, I think, the goal for council is to maybe provide a splash pad area for, for the little ones that aren't yet ready to get in the pool, and um, but maybe their brother and sister are. And um, so that's, that's coming along nicely. Um, we'll see a lot more improvements in there. We're still um, working with our engineering firm to put together the uh, some of the, the specs for the tennis and pickleball courts, um, as well as the basketball courts. So that's still in the works. Um, we're hoping to see those go in uh, next year as well. Uh, we're kind of at the end of this season for a lot of stuff being able to get done uh, due to weather, but uh, hopefully next year we'll be able to get that all wrapped up uh, and Lastly, in the Parks and Recs area, we're kind of looking at the, uh, the ball diamonds there and what we can do to kind of spruce those up, maybe get the lights back up so that kids can have Friday night light games and all that fun stuff. So um, we'll we'll kind of see what's going on there and kind of go from there. So uh, it's kind of the, the majority of all the items. Uh, next week, we will start seeing some uh, what's called patch patch paving. And so uh, while we approved five roads to get paved, those five roads – uh, won't get paved until next year. This year, you're going to see some patch paving. And so um, most of the spots are related to utility work, wherever we had to cut a hole in, in the road um, to put in a, on a water you know, water valve or let someone hook up to the sewer system. Um, we have to make holes, unfortunately, in, in the road. And so we hired a company to come in that can uh, make nice patches for us. You know, we've tried over the past years to do it ourselves, and, and they settle and they sink and create some problems. It was so, hard to get that. Just yeah. Right. Yep. So it's just one of those that we, we decide to hire a company that, that does a little more often than we do. It frees up our crews to do some other cool projects around town. And, uh, and so, um, next week, middle Ohio is going to be coming in to do some, some patch paving for us. And, uh, of course, leaf pickups in full swing now. So whenever our crews aren't out doing certain items that are uh, important, like water main breaks and those, they'll be out with the uh, big leaf machine just sucking up leaves until almost all the leaves are, are down. But the blessing of being a Tree City USA town is that uh, we have a lot of trees. And, and part of our rewards program to be in that program is actually picking up the leaves. And so that is a nice um, thing. So, But those leaves get recycled and, and used uh in yep. other purposes, so that's a good thing. Absolutely. So all you got to do is is rake your leaves down to the curb. Don't put them in the roadway, please. Uh, just when it rains, le- it clogs our drains. Just leave them there. <laughs> yeah, just leave them there. And uh, yep, I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, and we'll we'll be back around. So uh, generally, uh, we try to hit the main routes one day. Um, and then the side streets the next day. So just leave them there. You'll get them. You don't need to call in. We we go around often looking for them. 
Uh, no need to call into the village. So, yep. So that's kind of some of the cool stuff going on in town. A little plug. You guys gave uh, some recommendations for this weekend. This Saturday, our boys and girls cross country team from Mount Gilead will be going to compete at state level. And so they're, they're encouraging folks to get up at the wee hours of the morning and uh, stand out on the monument at six 30 in the morning this Saturday uh, to cheer our boys and girls team on to state. And That's so, becoming quite the tradition. Yeah. Yep. So pretty Them cool. going to state and folks standing there. Exactly. Just last weekend when they went to regionals, there was a bunch of people out there and it's just awesome to see. So um, I saw the pictures yeah, on Facebook of that. Yeah. Hopefully if, uh, keep, keep in mind, you'll be hearing this after that event. Oh, happens, really? So. Uh, well, maybe, early. maybe we could, right. we might be, I, we could release this on Friday morning. Could do that. We could. We, I mean, we could release this early. All right. Might as well. So um, do you have anything to ask him as mayor? Well, I'm not the mayor. He I is. Know, but, he is. But okay. do you have anything to ask him as um, mayor? No, I don't. Well, I was curious. We talked a little bit about this off the air. Uh, <clears throat> you have a new apparatus that measures people's speed as they're coming by and lets you know where you stand. Um, tell us about that a little bit. Sure. So we got a lot of concerns, especially on Iberia Street, and that's the first location that sign went up. Um, that particular sign does a really nice job of, of letting you know that you're speeding in an area because if you come in too, too fast or too hot, uh, it's going to say slow down. And uh, if you go the right speed limit, it says thank you. So first off, you know, you get to see if you're doing the right thing. But uh, second of all, it, it collects a lot of data for us. And so when there are concerns about speed in a certain area, Often we can set a cruiser out there, but you get what's called the halo effect. Mm-hmm. People see the cruiser, they slow down. We can't really get well, a sure. good sense of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when the police car is not there and just that's there, it collects the data for us. And so that that sign uh, originally was located on Iberia Street. It, um, it collected the data while it was up. The residents in that area told us that they noticed speeds had dropped down. And so it worked for their area. Um, also, the data confirmed that. So our average speed was within reason or a 25-mile-an-hour zone there because that's a residential where it originally was. Um, but it also showed us what the high was, you know, and I, I joked when the when the sign went up, I asked people not to try to get the new high score. Um, <laughs> and so there is a high score there on Iberia. I will not say it because I don't want people to try to beat it, but there is I a high I already apologize for that. Yeah, yeah I, I think it had to have been someone with some lights flashing on the top of their car to go that fast, but I sure hope so at least. Um and so we identified the next area, which was North Main Street. And so the sign is currently on North Main Street. That was another area that we got um, quite a few concerns. And and I get concerns on every street, to be honest. Um, but we had to f- focus on areas that we knew are high traffic areas. Um, I think we've identified our next location to be Park Avenue now that school's back in session. Good idea. Um, we've had some concerns there. We're working with the school on a safety grant. Um, and, and could potentially, you know, get those flashing school signs if there is is reasons to back up that need. Oh, that and, would be nice. And so um, I think we're going to move it over there to just kind of help maybe collect some of that data and see. Um, currently, the only person that collect that data is our chief of police. And so he can go and uh, remotely sit next to the machine and collect the data onto his laptop. Um, or when they go and move it, he can plug in hard to the, to the machine and, and get it. It is solar powered. And so it, it runs nonstop, collects data nonstop. Um, it's just been another tool for our police department. And that's what, uh, when I came into office, I, I made it very clear that, um, you know, for me, I want to support not only our fire department, but our police department, um, our street department, give them the tools to better do their job. And that's just one more tool for them. Um, and like I said, it gives them a good representation of what's happening there because when they're parked there, you get that halo effect and nobody necessarily wants to speed, you know, and so it's hard to tell, but, uh, yeah, so that's cool. They got a new laser too. When that, when we bought that, we purchased a new laser and so they got an updated laser to, to be able to monitor and, and patrol with. Um, so yeah, thanks things for that. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I would tell you that, um, while tickets have gone up, they've all been warranted. Um, so there is a there is a threshold that uh, you're pretty much guaranteed to get a ticket in town. And, you know, um, as someone that has to kind of keep track of that data and you don't want to see people abusing it, it's impressive what the average speeding ticket over the posted limit is. It's higher than most people would realize. And uh, and so um, I'm glad to say that our police department only tickets when there is a true concern for safety um, to our community. Nice. 
Hey, I uh, know you guys just put out uh, new recycling bins mm-hmm. um, throughout the village, and it leads me back to the, um, something I forgot about, okay. which is the Recycle Morrow County, Ohio. Um, they're having a um, Recycle Right Challenge, and it's only a few days away here, and it kicks off on November 10th. Um, they're going to, it says, if you're looking for a bin, please mark your calendars and plan to attend our meet and greet slash brainstorming workshop Next Wednesday, November 10th at 6.30 p.m. at 80 North Walnut Street uh, in the upper level there in Mount Gilead. Um, it's not too late. Like them on Facebook. It looks like they're actually telling you what can and cannot be recycled locally. And then um, you can get some more information, maybe even get a bin out of it. So sorry about that. I forgot no, to throw that in. It's actually, um, since we rolled those out, we've had a few people that just thought they were too big for their needs, which is fine. We still allow people to use those small bins. Um However, we've definitely noticed that there's less trash on the streets, less things blowing out of those bins. Um, so I really do believe they are working for the purpose that we were hoping. We're seeing more people recycle, less trash. Um, and so it's it's great that those rolled out. A lot of people, um, they're concerned why, you know, because they have a piece of item that says, oh, this is recyclable, but they realize it's not the plastic that we can receive. Um, we contract locally, which I'm really glad to say we do. We have a local guy that can... Uh, local business, I should say, that can provide this service. And so we've contracted with a business within the village, uh, Mid-Ohio Recycling and Sanitation. Um, They can only accept certain items for what they recycle. So those of you that have items that you want to recycle but you can't, um, unfortunately, you do have to go to Marion to recycle those items. Certain plastics are the big ones that we're seeing. Um, But a majority of, of household items can be recycled right here in the village and uh, that is exciting but uh, I do get that complaint oh why can't I recycle this piece of plastic it says recycle but it's not the right number and and then I have to explain to them that our supplier can't the person processing this cannot you know process that on on his end so so um, you know talking about recycling and um, you know a lot of people have pumpkins out because Halloween just ended right and you know we're getting into the colder weather um you should not throw pumpkins in the trash. You really shouldn't. Um, you can take them to uh, the fairgrounds, right? Down Behind there. the fairgrounds is the um, the district recycling center for yard waste. And so you can throw pumpkins back there. You can throw your own leaves back there, uh, limbs, any of that kind of stuff you can throw back there. And then the county, the district, the health or the... Um, yeah, recycling district will come in and they just did it for us recently, actually just a couple like uh maybe two weeks ago. They come in and they shred everything and then they can use the the shreds for different things too. So but yeah, it's free. Um it's an honor system. We want you to uh, be able to utilize that facility but also respect that facility. Yeah, do not so no trash bags, yeah. nothing like that. It's just organic material. Uh but again, uh you don't want to throw your pumpkins away, you don't want to throw your leaves away because when it uh decomposes it produces heat and cause fires so that's the number one probably big thing that you want to be careful of when you throw away organic material that decomposes so um you can also throw the pumpkins out into you know your woods or along your pump your uh property line Mm -hmm. um you know raccoons a lot of chicken farmers will will take i have yep i have pumpkins out for the chickens there you go take your pumpkins to Joey's house. (laughs) Um, Pumpkin-flavored eggs. (laughs) Well, my new chicks haven't started laying yet. Mm -hmm. They're so basic. I'm anxious for them to start. Um, That was a terrible joke. I know. Somebody um, should probably play a rim shot or something, but I'm not (laughs) going to. You're welcome. Um, If it was me, you would (laughs) have. Yeah, probably. Um, Well, you know, uh, thanks for coming on. I know Absolutely. there was uh, there was a lot that you have that you and and the village mm-hmm. we have, have a great really team pushed yeah. and you've gotten done and uh, your first year as mayor uh, you know what two months in three months in yeah. COVID bam yeah. and then you know shut uh, down everything yeah and yeah. you're st- I mean you're still making progress which yeah. is nice so keep chipping away so I do appreciate you guys having me back on anytime anytime. So, uh, are you going to stick around and uh, listen to the flashback? Yeah, you can just mute me. I just want to hear all the horrible jokes Mike has to say. So, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it's not just me, you know. Uh, yep. No, it is just <laughs> you. <laughs> all right. Here all week. All right, Mike. So we're going back 
to the hospital topic. Yes, we are. Last week, we started talking about the uh, history of the Morrow County Hospital that was dedicated to 1952. And I'm using an article that was put together by Albertus Tukovic, uh back in actually 1998. Um, or at least I was born for this one. <laughs> well, I wasn't born for the first part myself. So I was born there in the hospital, but not in 1952. But anyhow, I'm going to uh, take up where I left off, and we're going to talk about start in 1971. Um, and this is 1971 Hospital Wing, A Struggle and a Triumph. And again, I'm going to read it as written so that I don't miss any important facts. In 1967, the Board of Trustees of Morrow County Hospital, with the unanimous agreement of the Morrow County Board of Commissioners, decided to place a bond issue for building a new 37-bed wing of the hospital on the November ballot. At that time, bed shortages and patient needs demanded improvements in facilities. In a move typical of the outstanding support the hospital has received from the people of Morrow County, it was decided to place all of the county's reserve borrowing power behind the issue as the county was free of debt at that time. The total amount of the bond issue was 1760000 For this amount of money, a 55% vote in favor was needed for passage. County residents passed the issue with a 57.9 majority. So that's close. Soon after the approval of the the issue, architects were hired and began making building plans. The Board of Trustees also petitioned the Federal Health Department for additional revenue. The application was validated and, and a federal grant of 300000 was given for the building fund. Because of the physical therapy department for ins and outpatients, the hospital also became eligible for the additional grant of $28,606. On July 1, 1969, contracting bids were opened due to, due to inflation, which particularly affected construction costs. The Board of Trustees found that total available funds, um, uh, 2,088,606 lacks 600,000 on the lowest contracting bid. At this time, it was decided to raise the money by issuing revenue bonds. It was found, however, that a feasibility study was needed before bonds could be issued. There were several complications in working with cost and funding, The Board of Trustees had 45 days to accept or reject bids. During this time, contractors agreed to hold cost at the original bid rate. In addition, the feasibility study would take two to three months. On the basis of a quick survey by Ernst & Ernst, the firm employed for the study, it was found that the proposed addition, page two, should be a good revenue risk. On this basis, contractors agreed to hold prices firm until the final feasibility study was complete, in spite of continually rising construction costs. However, during the feasibility study, it was found that the 37 beds to be added, all intended for extended care patients, uh, were not needed. It was suggested by the study that 24 of the beds be reclassified to acute status. The problem here centered on the $300,000 a federal grant, which was given on the assumption that all of the new beds be for long-term patients. However, due to the meeting of other building specifications by the proposed structure, this grant was not cut. During this time, several items were taken off the original contract to get the hospital within the money limit. Contractors, again, were cooperative, allowing two months for reinstallation of this equipment at original cost. In the meantime, construction was getting underway. On September 9, 1969, evacuation uh, was begun. In April 1970, the feasibility study was complete, and the Ohio company was engaged to sell revenue bonds to raise the necessary $600,000 for the project's completion. Um, So that... Uh, tells us about the addition that was put on in 1969 and 70. I would also like to talk about the first baby that was born in the Morrow County Hospital. 
They've got a picture of the first baby born. Actually, that picture is here now at the history. Oh, center. is it here now? Yes, it's downstairs. Okay. Well, when so, I worked there, it was uh, you passed it every day. Right. So. It's down here. That whole collage of pictures is here. Oh, okay. Cool. So, uh, Kathy Sue Brocklesby was the first hospital baby. Kathy Sue Brocklesby, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Lloyd Brocklesby of Route RD1, Mount Gilead, was the first arrival at the Morrow County Hospital. Kathy Sue arrived at 12.51 a.m. on Tuesday morning, February 12, 1952. Just 51 minutes after the opening of the Morrow County Hospital and 45 minutes after Mrs. Brocklesby's admittance. She weighed 6 pounds, 10.5 ounces, and her mother received $150 in prizes presented by Mount Gilead Merchants and the Sentinel. Dr. Frank Sweeney was the attending physician, and the mother was taken to the hospital in a Craven ambulance. Second arrival was a daughter born February 14th to Mr. and Mrs. Lowell Shaw, then of Fulton. So that's a little bit about the history of the Morrow County Hospital. Now, if I still have power in my Well, I can tell you for sure the medical services rendered now are a lot different than what they were then. Well, I will give a list of... uh, services um, that they do provide, anesthesia, diabetes care, emergency care, heart and vascular, hospitalist services, imaging, laboratory, medical specialty center, nephrology, orthopedics, primary care, rehab services such as physical, occupational, and speech therapy, social services, surgery, swing bed program, and urgent care. And those are just some of the uh, services that are available through the Morrow County Hospital. And we are very fortunate to have such a facility right here in our own community. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, I, so I worked there for almost ten, what, eight years, eight years, and uh, worked in the lab, in the kitchen, in registration. I worked there in a lot of different places. So um, Just can't keep a job, can you? Uh, no. Uh, actually, yeah, most of it was just... Hey, we need help. Can you yeah. can you help here? Um, I loved it, um, but it was at the point where I was starting to see friends and family come in as patients, and not always in the the best um, condition. Right, and so it was time for me to leave. Um, so great, great asset to have here. Still have some friends that work there uh, that I keep in touch with, and. Um, it was a great place to get my start in healthcare, and uh, yeah, and I'm sure Jamie, you like having the hospital here in town, uh, knowing that uh, it's a pretty big employer. Yeah, it's um, by far our third, second to third biggest employer. Um, our top three, of course, is the county, the hospital, which is part of the county, and then uh, the school system. Those are our biggest employers, and so, uh, but not only that. As a central hub, a lot happens here, and it's great to have quick access to some of the critical care that people need to get themselves at least stabilized until they get on to the next hospital. And so while people want to call us a Band-Aid station, um, those Band-Aids are pretty important because they're they're more than just for scratches. They're, they're going to get you stabilized and get you the medicine you need to get your heart stabilized until you can get to a, a bigger facility. So, yeah, most people don't know. So critical access hospitals are hospitals that are um, less than 25 beds and they can provide services basically stabilize and ship yep um, I believe CMS so the Center of Medicaid and Medicare services no longer grants the um, critical access uh, for hospitals you are a, a, an acute um, acute care hospital which means that you're a larger hospital you can have more beds than that. Um, and most of the critical access hospitals in America are drying up. Um, they're not able to survive because health care has gotten so expensive. And one of the um, things that I think is neat is that Morrow County did have an extended care facility there. Um, and because of reimbursement, you know, and, and the care that needed to be given, it was not viable to keep going. And, um, you know, but going back to the critical access if you um, are in a farming town, hmm, farming county, hmm, or, you know, we've got a, a freeway, um, you know, motorcycle accidents, car accidents, you need to get to a place sometimes 
quickly get stabilized and then sent out. Um, and while, you know, uh, the hospital has, you know, you said cardiology, nephrology, um, they have a lot orthopedics. Orthopedics is a big one. Um, they do some of those surgeries locally, um, but you can see those physicians in that um, specialty clinic, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really neat to be able to have those physicians coming to this area um, so that you don't always have to drive to them. Um, is kind of nice to have. Um, I know my grandparents enjoyed that, not having to drive so far for all of their appointments. Um, so kudos to uh, everybody out there at the hospital that keeps it running. And uh, I guess a thank you, really. Mm-hmm. It's been a rough year and a half, almost two years coming up. And, uh, you know, healthcare has stood strong. And uh, I appreciate it. So, all right. Well, I guess that uh, takes us out of... The flashback. And back to 2021. All right. So as we go to wrap stuff up here, what, uh, if anything else, do we have to talk about? Is there anything? uh, Wait, do you have something, Mike? No, there was one of the issues you didn't bring up, and that was the roads. Oh, yes, the roads. roads. Mark County Roads. um, We've had Mark Mark Dennison on here before. Yeah, Mark County Roads passed, and I don't have that detail, um, but it did pass, mm-hmm. uh, and I think by quite a bit. I think so. By more than 1,500, if I remember right. Um, so I know Bart Dennison um, posted on Facebook, thank you, um, and I thank people. I mean, I have live on a township road, but I have to go through county roads to get to my township road. So um, I've been a, I've benefited from that already, and I've seen the changes and, uh, you know, he actually said one of his goals was to get every county road paved, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, the money has definitely been put to good use. So I'm, you know, happy. Um, and I know that it seems like Bart is happy, too, um, with that. So what else? you have anything? That's all I have. Well, I'm going to ask Jamie, take your mayor hat off, put on your vice president of Mar Little Theater hat. Yeah, so um, pretty exciting news. We do have Christmas in the Village coming up here soon. Um, my mom and I just wrapped up a fundraiser idea, and so we've launched um, two different ornaments that are, one is geared towards Mar Little Theater, so we have 100 Mar Little Theater Merry Christmas ornaments, as well as 100 um, Village of Mount Gilead ornaments that showcase the monument on there. Um, they were laser engraved uh, by yours truly. And so just a fun little way to um, maybe bring in some more funds for our microphone campaign. Um, we're up to 10 microphones out of 24, which is huge. We do have a few commitments that are coming in that might get us even closer, uh, really close if they all come in. And that's exciting. So those of you that have reached out and said, hey, I want to donate, please do. Because uh, on our end, we're really counting on that. Uh, we've put you down as a placeholder, hopefully, for one of those 24 microphones that come in. And we've um, said, you know, microphones are $919 a piece. Yes. They're actually a little cheaper than that. That includes, you know, the hard case to haul them in, the rechargeable batteries. The antenna splitters. Yeah, everything that, everything that we need everything. Yeah, to make it work yep. because it's, I mean, it's a lot of work to go in and move into a place and we want to keep the material or the, the equipment in good shape. Yeah, and we're excited because um, not only are we going to be able to use these for our shows, but we do a lot of support for um, our high school productions and uh, other community events. And so we're hoping that these will be a good resource to uh, multiple groups um, and not just from our little theater. We are asking for a $5 donation uh, for those those ornaments so with 200 uh, produced at five bucks that gets us to another microphone and so uh, we're going to roll those out first at christmas in the village at trinity church and then uh, we'll have them if there's leftovers we'll have them uh, hopefully during the parade uh, coming up uh, here in the village and then any of the board members you can reach out to them if you know them or any of the cast and we'll, we'll figure out ways to get them to you but uh, pretty exciting and hopefully one more microphone behind us if, uh, you know, we can get donations for all those. So. And, uh, you know, as people are donating, we're actually sending out thank yous on Facebook yes. as, as we are able to take all of the money and put it together to get one. Yeah, even microphone. if you're, you're only able to donate $100, you know, if nine people donate $100, that gets us real close to that, that full cost. Even if of it's, I mean, $25. Um, yeah, so we've had... 
twenty dollars. All sorts of donation sizes. Um, people's Facebook birthday fundraisers have helped contributed. You did that, Joey. Uh, we appreciate that. Donna did one. Uh, we appreciate hers. Um, Bailey, she had a birthday fundraiser, fourteen years old, and yes. uh, raised a thousand dollars, a thousand thirty, a thousand thirty dollars for for a microphone. And and her extra went towards uh, went towards rolling out another one. And so uh, we're doing what we can. Um, we're pretty excited that uh, when you do purchase a full microphone or even a partial, you're going to have uh, your name associated to that microphone. And so when you come in to see some of our shows, we're going to try to figure out a way that uh, you can say, hey, Shrek's mic I'm, you know, is wearing my microphone. That's pretty cool. And so we're going to figure out a way um, to be able to honor those who have donated for those uh, microphones. Truly, truly thankful for everybody's support so far on the first 10 um, like I said, we're almost halfway there. We're just going to keep plugging away. We don't, we don't push it, push it. Um, but it's been exciting to see the community sports so far. That's yeah. And sure. we definitely thank thank them for that. Absolutely. Thank you as you're listening. A lot of the, a lot of the similar supporters amongst all of our groups that we're in, um, truly some great people that live in this community. That's for sure. So, um, with that, Mar Little Theater is going to be doing caroling at the parade, um, before about five thirty ish, I think. Uh, we may do half an hour, an hour, depending on how many groups the chamber is able to get. And we are going to be doing something new this year. Uh, we are providing actors, some actors, and some set pieces for Walk Through Bethlehem. And that is in December. And, I, of course, I don't have the exact information for the Walk Through Bethlehem right now. Um, but they're going to have live animals um, if everything goes through the way that we're designing it, it's going to be awesome. Um, you're actually going to walk through, you'll, um, go into, uh, King Herod's, um, uh, temple. You'll see him in there. Uh, you'll go to, um, you'll go through like a town square. You'll go be able to go through some shops, uh, where the signs will be in English, what they are as well as Hebrew. Uh, for the time, and uh, then you'll be able to see a manger with live animals and folks. Um, I don't want to give it all away. There's one really, really cool thing that I, I can't share because you need to come and see it. Um, it'll happen multiple times through the two nights. I believe it's just one weekend. Um, I think it's a, a Friday, Saturday, I believe. Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, we'll share more details with that next podcast, but um, definitely going to be a great time. Uh, we're super stoked about it at Mar Little Theater. Um, lots of fun stuff going on. Uh, and Jamie, we have set our season for 2022. We have. We have, we have four shows happening. And that's four theater productions. And we're also going to be planning some other stuff. To Our, our goal is to try to have something um, just about every month. Have something. Um, so we've got four shows coming up um, that are going to be fun. One of them is going to be a Valentine's Day dinner uh, with a show. Yep. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, so 2020, we were supposed to celebrate uh, 10 years. Yeah. And unfortunately, the pandemic hit. We shut down all of our shows in the midst of all of that. Oh. And so this year, we kind of was uh, rebuilding. We tried a new, th- a couple new things that, um, you know, unfortunately weren't too successful for us. Um, they were just two new of ideas for our community. Uh, however, we wanted to try them, gave our actors, actresses a chance to perform a little bit. Um, had a huge success with the summer musical Little Mermaid Junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, that was an awesome, successful, um, on multiple, you know, from attendance to just, the, the youth being able to perform and, and the stories develop that themselves. came out of it. Yeah. Um, so that's huge. 2022 is probably going to be what should have been our 2020 season. And so if everything goes well and the pandemic continues to go the direction it's going, hopefully it's going to be our biggest year yet. Uh, like you said, we got our show planned. We got a lot of extra cool events planned. Uh, we might be announcing soon a um, semi permanent location for our box office. So it gives you guys an opportunity to buy tickets in advance at a physical location. Um, it's also where our board members have been meeting, where we're rehearsing. Um, so, kind of a little bit of a space that'll, that'll roll out. We'll let Mar Little Theater roll out the location and, and all that fun stuff. But uh, so I think 2022 is going to be hopefully what 2020 should Well, the been. rights are, are so. all. Um, Secured. Secured. We've secured rights for every one of our shows. 
Um, I'm waiting to send in the deposit on two, um, but I have gotten deposits in on the first two. The last two are big uh, musicals, both of them. Um, I mean, we've already told everybody that Suzical is going to be the big summer show. Yeah, yep. Um, but there's another big musical that we're planning. Yep. Super excited about that one. Looking forward to when our little theater rolls that out and... Hopefully uh, the the community will um, continue to support us how how they have in the past, and we'll we'll get back to having nice audience full audiences and um, putting on productions and bringing you know live theater to our community. And I can't wait to see. Um, I know, and you know what Mar or what Mount Gilead High School is wanting to do mm-hmm. for their production. I don't think they've shared that they yet. Have not yet. Um, yep. So we're not going to. But it's going to be super We're looking awesome. forward to being able to provide the support yeah. um, for them to be able to take their productions to the next level, too. So. We can't wait. Um, so anybody who's involved with um, other schools, um, with theater groups, let us know. Uh, we want to get out there and, you know, help you guys take your productions to the next level if we can. Um, whether that's set design, lighting, um, sound, um, even if it's volunteers. Whatever we can, whatever we can do to help, we want to do that. Um, working with Mount Gilead High School, as well as um, well, we've worked with middle school in the past too, and um, Gilead Christian. Yep, just picked up Gilead Christian, a couple productions with them. So, so lots of fun stuff, folks. Um, the year is uh, flying by here. We're going to wrap this podcast up. I have a question to ask you. What is that? Would you brush your teeth with me? No. Why, you ask? You're not a toothbrush? (laughs) Why, you ask, would I ask that? Okay, why would you ask that? Because 9 out of 10 dentists say brushing alone will not prevent cavities. I don't, oh my gosh. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. (laughs) That's terrible. All right, here, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you something here. Ready? Sure. (laughs) There we go. That's the correct response. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, all right. Well, it is that time for us to sign out for another episode of Marology. This one's coming out early, so we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next week. Have a good week, Mike. You too, Joy. And you too, Mayor. Take care, guys. Thanks, Mayor Brucker. Bye.